0: Freedom fighters, freedom lovers, and those who just want stuff for free, greetings, hola, and hello to you. It is I, your favorite obscure social studies teacher, with slightly above average looks, intelligence, and style, Mr. Palumbo, and this is the Professor Liberty Podcast. Man oh man, it's been a while since the last episode, folks. Sorry about that. We've had spring break, other things come up. It's been a very expensive month for my family. Things keep breaking or bills keep coming, I don't know. And when it rains it pours. So I haven't been uh I haven't been available and I haven't had a lot of time or energy, but as Steven Tyler would say, we're back in the saddle again. That's a little Aerosmith reference for those uh, who may have ever listened to an Aerosmith song? Anyway, if you'd like to email the show, the email is, and I do check the emails, the email is Professor Liberty 1776 at gmail.com. Please send me your questions, your comments, your inquiries, your recommendations, your prayers, your criticisms, anything. Send them to Professor Liberty. 1776 at gmail.com and also don't forget to go to apple Podcasts and give the show a five-star rating or even better would be a written review and One more thing one more thing, you know, just indulge me here I know you, you want me to get onto the show. Just indulge me here If you guys like this show, please share it mention it to a friend uh, You know make sure your friend's not super liberal They might think I'm a right-wing extremist which you guys know I'm not I'm just normal and, But please, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with uh, middle schoolers or high schoolers that you think are ready uh, for this information. You know, my daughter listens to it. She's kind of like, uh, I don't really get it, Dad. But she's, she's a hardcore follower, and I really appreciate that. So share the podcast with people you know, so then we can grow. See that? You see that? All right. Well, last episode, we left off discussing the freedom of religion. And how even though that, quote, freedom seems to be outdated and irrelevant today, I tried to make the case that religion is indeed very important because it has to do with conscience and it has to do with the individual. And we talked about how religion and the state have always had a volatile relationship. This is why for much of human history, the official religion was to worship the state. You can go all the way back to... uh, you know, ancient Mesopotamia, you can go back, you can, if, if you're familiar with your Sunday school lessons and Daniel and Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego, why were they thrown into the furnace? Because they would not bow down to the statue of Nebuchadnezzar, right? So there's always this, this incentive for the government to uh, be the religion because it serves the government. So governments have always tried to co-op religion. You know, worship the emperor, worship Pharaoh, so on. And this phenomenon still occurs today in places like North Korea, where the, quote, dear leader is seen as a messianic figure. But the truth is the state has no business forcing beliefs on anyone. And anyone who studied history would know that government is anything but a perfect savior. So building on this foundation, we're going to move to the next part of the First Amendment, and one that is just uh, just as a profound idea as the freedom of religion, and they're related. And I hope I can make that point. You can say the next natural right secured in the First Amendment is kind of the overarching principle of the entire uh, amendment. Everything kind of hangs on what we're going to talk about, and of course, I'm referring to the freedom of speech. So let's read the First Amendment again. I'm much. Uh, I'm a big fan of primary sources. I'm not just making this stuff up. It's it reads the first amendment to the constitution in the bill of rights. It reads, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people to peacefully assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. You know, freedom of speech has been in the news a lot lately, and uh, especially with the news of the world's richest man, Elon Musk, and his attempt to purchase Twitter. Uh, Musk has been critical of the censorship and suppression of speech on that platform, as well as others. And I, you know, and and it's it's been really over the last four years where they've really cracked down. Now we can trace that to you know maybe an election in twenty twenty. You know, what? the last four years, right? Who was president between 2016 and 2020? Hmm. Somebody who did a lot of tweeting. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. It escapes me. Whatever. But, you know, uh, the idea of Elon Musk uh, taking over the company and making it private have the authoritarian leftists up in arms because they like suppressing words and ideas that they disagree with. Some are even saying, they're even making the claim that we must suppress speech to save democracy. I'm sorry, my head just like broke there for a second. That's right, folks. We've gone from free speech being the cornerstone of a free society to we must suppress speech in order to save free society. Let me say that again. People believe we must suppress speech in order to have a free society. Anyone catching the irony here? So what exactly is free speech as the framers saw it, and how does it protect or how does it apply to us today? Well, first and foremost, when analyzing free speech from a constitutional perspective, we must remember that it's focused on the individual and the federal government. So in other words, the federal government cannot hinder or abridge free speech. Now, abridge means to shorten, edit, curtail, restrict. In its very basic essence, the freedom of speech in a constitutional context is that the federal government cannot stop people from speaking their minds. You can easily see why this is related to religion. So why is this such a big deal? Well, again, anyone with a basic understanding of history which those types of people are decreasing by the generation. People that know history know that governments don't like criticism. Governments want conformity, not conversation. And the history of mankind is just one long story of people being oppressed by the government, especially people who speak out. We have books filled with historical records of injustice and tyranny perpetrated by government. And it still happens today. Right now, in the year 2022, we have people being persecuted by government for speaking their minds, for resisting, for standing up. And this is what makes the first three rights of the First Amendment, religion, speech, and press, so important when you see how they're supposed to work together. These three rights encompass the individual and his conscience, his right to speak his mind, the ability to challenge authority. And we'll talk a little bit about the freedom of the press later. But what that boils down to is the ability to question authority, to speak truth to power. And if freedom of the press is there to guarantee that the press can speak truth to power, how sad is it today where we almost have, uh, especially with the corporate media, a state-run media where they just... Propel the narratives. It's totally against what I don't. Anyway, we'll talk about freedom of press next. But I just find it really ironic that the press is supposed to challenge, criticize. That's what they're supposed to do, and yet all they do is, you know, all they do is they they whatever the agenda is for the left and for the Democrats, the media just copies. I mean, China and Russia have a state media where they're given the text. They're vetted. They say exactly what the state wants them to say, right? Propaganda. And here in this country, we're supposed to have free press. And they and they willingly just go along with whoever's in power. I don't care if it's a Democrat, Republican, woman, man, black, white, whatever. I don't care. Criticize and analyze what make that person sweat. If that person's behind the presidential pulpit, I want him to sweat. That sounds kind of weird. But that's the only way we maintain a free society, folks. I don't care what these, these – these, I, don't, I don't want to call them a name, but it's not restricting speech. A free society uh, amplifies speech, augments speech, increases speech. We say what we want, when we want, and we constantly push back against government overreach. So in a sense, it's a continual process. Every generation must do its part. Every generation, if you want to be free, has to speak up, has to push back. We have to do this constantly because the government, like I said earlier, wants to grow. It wants to control. It wants you to worship it. It wants you to serve it, pay homage to it. This is the history of mankind. And, you know, we live in a generation now, one that embraces censorship. We have a whole swath of the population who wants speech curtailed. They, they you know, they want it to be restricted for, quote, the greater good. One commentator on MSNBC, they were talking about the Elon Musk uh, investment in Twitter, buying Twitter. Uh, and she said, if Elon Musk buys Twitter, he'll let homophobic and racist words run amok. Now, I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly what she said. When I hear stuff like this, I think the same thing I think when they bemoan white supremacy and the like. I think, OK, if someone is saying those things, homophobic, racist things, who's listening? Who's listening? Better question, who cares? Bad ideas will be discarded by most good, decent people. If a guy goes onto Twitter and starts a whole thread of homophobic crap, why is that a problem? Who's following that guy? There are a ton of bad ideas. There's a lot of hateful speech out there, and you know what? You can ignore it. Those people will go on the fringe and they will remain on the fringe. Like I said, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, bad ideas are going to not be accepted by most good, decent people. So if you have a real, if you're a real hateful person and you're spewing racism and bigotry, well, you know, you're not going to have a big following. Uh, Mr. Palum- Mr. Palumbo, Mr. Palomo, uh, can I, my hands up, Mr. Palumbo. I'm very disappointed. Mr. Palumbo. Mr. Palumbo, yes, okay. Yeah, what do you want? So we shouldn't give them a voice, Mr. Palumbo. We shouldn't. It's hateful speech, Mr. Palumbo, and it hurts people's feelings, and it makes them suicidal, and they get depressed. And because you're making this argument, Mr. Palumbo, you advocate for hateful speech like this, Mr. Palumbo. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Settle down. Settle down. You need a tissue. First of all, I didn't advocate for any hateful speech. We got to get away from this, this uh, logical, uh, you know, reasoning where just because I say a, something, then I'm automatically for something else, I, you know. It, and second of all, I'm glad you brought up the, the hurt feelings, because this is what they're talking about for the greater good. You're hurting my feelings. My feelings. We are so consumed with feelings. And did you know, feelings are objective. You know, I could be sad right now, and then in five minutes, I could be angry. Those are my feelings. And when did we decide as a society to wrap everything we do around somebody's feelings? And I got to tell you guys, I'm in class every day with children who are paralyzed by their feelings. They don't know the answer, and they're too afraid to to speak up. Uh, they don't know if they're a boy. They don't know if they're a girl. They don't know if they want to get their driver's license. Uh, they they don't want to do anything. They just want to go on TikTok. They don't want to get a job. They don't want to do anything because they're paralyzed by these feelings. And what I'm saying is, all voices let them let all voices be heard. Good ideas will rise to the top bad ideas will remain on the fringe and you know you know when i was a kid it, this is the white supremacy thing really just it's mind boggling to me how ignorant we are when you know biden up there saying the 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 most uh, threat to the united states isn't the uh, millions of people coming across the border no that's not a threat the threat is white supremacy you know when i was a kid when you hear about white supremacy groups on the news or when you saw them on tv these grown, pot-bellied, middle-aged men with little pointy hats. And you know what? We looked at them and they they looked like fools. They sounded like fools. We kind of laughed at them and we moved on. We didn't cry. I remember, you know, I'm an 80s and 90s kid. I remember the Blues Brothers. Go watch the Blues Brothers. There's this whole group uh, of white supremacists and it was funny. They're stupid. It's stupid. But today we have... The generation of cry bullies who play the victim card to win sympathy and then they use that to silence others. And the fact of the matter is, these people claiming that we need to suppress, I, one guy said moderate, I think I put that on the Facebook page. These people that are claiming we need to suppress speech, they want their ideas to be held up through force, intimidation, and indoctrination. Truth is, Just like businesses who feel threatened by competition seek protectionist policies, so do these people who have weak ideas or weak beliefs or they're not secure in their ideas. They want protection by suppressing free speech, lest their ideas be shown for what they are, terrible, illogical, wrong. It's kind of like the atheist argument I made last episode. If there's no God, why do people care so much about religion? Let people pray. Let them stay in their little make-believe world. Why does it offend them so much? Maybe it's because they're not being completely honest with themselves. Mr. Palumbo, maybe it's because we feel judged or we feel treated differently because we have different beliefs. And that's wrong, Mr. Palumbo. Look, anything false, again, if if an idea is false, why do you feel judged about it? No one is going around feeling judged if a guy says two plus two is five, because you know that's wrong. So if a guy has a wrong idea, why are you feeling so guilty? Maybe the reason you feel guilty or judged is because something going, inside, going on inside you. Free speech forces people to think. And challenge their own views. And today, people don't want their views challenged. They want to live in the fantasy. And they want all of us to uphold their fantasy for their whole lives. All right. Well, let, let's go back to speech from a law perspective. Okay? The soapbox was big today, folks. There are some restrictions on free speech. So, you know, free speech isn't this all, all-encompassing right. There are restrictions. Uh, For example, you can't yell fire in a theater, or you can't purposely mislead consumers when you're selling a product, or you can't openly threaten the life of the president. All of these actions can lead to criminal or civil prosecution. Any speech that is obscene in nature, think like pornography or foul language, can also be restricted, though it seems these forms of speech are seeping into the general culture And those restrictions are becoming fewer and far between. Also, something called fighting words can be restricted. Fighting words are insults of the kind that might provoke a physical fight. This is related to that yelling fire in a theater. You can't just say false Uh, things or say things aggressively that you know might cause harm to other people. So if you do yell fire in a theater and there was no fire and people get hurt, you can be liable for that. So it's harm physically, not emotionally. With the rise of social media platforms, many see these platforms as virtual town squares where people can engage in the exchange of thoughts and ideas. However, these platforms lie outside the purview of the First Amendment. Because remember, the context of the Constitution, free speech is about the federal government, later the states were included, not restricting speech of individuals. So there's nothing in the Constitution about a private company restricting speech, and the courts have stood firm on this principle. The fact is, when we make an account on Twitter or Facebook or others, we're agreeing to their terms and... Their terms are their terms. But some people argue that platforms like Twitter and Facebook in this ever-increasing virtual world we live in have created something new. And there is something to this virtual town square idea. And someone with a hint of objectivity should admit that these platforms uh, lean left politically and do not moderate speech using the same rules for all. And isn't it a bit scary... When a private company suppresses speech at the behest of whatever the government narrative is? Isn't it scary when a private company can deplatform a sitting president of the United States? Better question. Who's in charge of the country when a company can deplatform a sitting president? Is it the company or is it the president? So how do liberty-loving people fight back against this corporate tyranny? To be honest, I don't really know. Uh, some people have tried to make alternative social media platforms, but those seem to just flounder and they they become echo chambers for, you know, the Twitter exile people. Uh, I don't know what we do. Uh, you know, it's not like Netflix where you can just uh, get rid of your subscription um, and, and, and kind of fight that way. Sometimes if you leave Twitter or Facebook and you're leaving the conversation, you're just turning Twitter into a – Uh, an echo chamber for those people that, you know, on the left that want to just say what they want to say. I don't, I don't have an answer. Here's what I do know. A free society requires free speech, more free speech, not less. Free speech forces people to analyze. Free speech keeps the government in check. If you look at the past two years with COVID and these vaccines and everything, imagine if no one pushed back. Imagine if no one pushed back. The government had to answer questions. I don't, oh, it's misinformation. Oh, it's fringe conspiracy. You still got to answer the question. If you're on the right side of science, answer the question. If you're on the right side of the argument, answer the question. Do not suppress. As soon as you start suppressing, as soon as someone starts suppressing, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Free speech forces people to question their own beliefs. We sit around in these little echo chambers and and, and we come up with these weird conspiracies because we're not engaging with other people who might have a different view. Free speech helps us figure out what is right and what is wrong by hearing opposing views and dealing with the fact that I might be wrong. I want to leave you with this. Maybe you're feeling offended. Maybe your feelings are hurt because you're wrong. I'll tell you what, when I find out that I'm wrong, I stood on a hill and found out that hill was uh, wrong, I get embarrassed. I hate that embarrassed feeling. It's called pride also. And when I feel pride and I feel embarrassment, boy, that's a hard pill to swallow when you got to say, you know what? I was wrong. So these, these children out here that are not learning critical thinking, all they're learning is critical emotion. I'm happy. I'm sad. Life is all about being happy all the time. And I'm not. They need to learn how to deal with no. They need to learn how to deal with rejection. They need to learn how to deal with being wrong because these kids turn into adults. And we've got a whole generation of adults who are never wrong, ever and we need more speech. We need people saying things and, and challenging ideas and, most importantly, challenging the government. Here at Professor Liberty, we seek to educate, inspire, and restore. If you like this podcast, please give me a five-star rating at Apple Podcast. If you'd like to email the show, the email is Professor Liberty 1776 at gmail.com. Please send me all your questions, your ideas, and your thoughts there. We also have a Facebook page. Go to Professor Liberty and sign up for the Facebook page. Until next time, boys and girls, go throughout the land and proclaim liberty.